This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. Good evening and welcome to Pipe Bombs and Headlocks here on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio. Tadeo Irirangi Onatangata Omanawatu for another Tuesday night, uh, proudly supported by New Zealand on air. Uh, this is the voice of reason, Sammy G, all alone in the NPR studio, but joining me via internet magical magicalness, I have uh, Mr. JK47, Jay Marshall, uh, and his cohort in the gun cabinet, Mr. Ray Gunn. He's all alone. There's no, no one here beside him. But that's cool because I'm still warm in the thoughts that I've just had two nights at WrestleMania and Hall of Fame. So I'm in a good mood. And you never you really went to WrestleMania. What was I'm that? I interrupted Jay already. Yeah. One more time. No, I'm not going to say it anymore. No, it was like a destination joke and you can't afford the gas. Well, no one can anymore. You're but, cutting yeah. out on my end anyway, so I'm hearing like two words and then you're cutting out. Uh-huh. Fine. Did I'm blaming not, Sammy. Must be the, it must be the COVID. Mm. Yes, uh, mm. uh, our superhero has the COVIDs, but... It's, 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 and I was going to say, Sammy, you know you're never really alone, right? You know there's always me or Jay or Ryan Zero just peering out from a corner somewhere in the background, just out of your eye line. Hanging out We're of like my backyard. We're like the Slender Man, except my, uh... prettier and charismatic. <laughs> I will have yeah. you know, this is totally not wrestling related, but I beat Slender Man in front of my two Which friends. Which one, the first one or the second one? Uh, first one. The creepy, the one that's just creepy forest. Uh, not all creepy forests. There's like different levels and stuff. Like there's a warehouse or a mine or something. That's the second one. Okay, so I beat the second one. Either way, I found the notes. I got through it all. I got my friend a trophy. So I beat Slenderman. He don't scare me. Yeah, the first one creeped me the hell out every time. I used to love it. Eh? Me and my flatmates would all just crack it out on the big screen and go roaming around and then scare ourselves silly. It was great. The movie sucked. After a couple sorry, of playthroughs, yeah. After a couple of playthroughs, you'd get real into it, eh? And like, you'd just get kind of confident, and then you round a corner, and there's the Slender Man, and you'd literally just be like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> <laughs> turn and run, turn and run, turn and run. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, the movie sucked, but that, that's that's a story for another time. I haven't seen the movie yet. Don't. Okay. Uh, so WrestleMania. Yeah. Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. It happened. Cool. That was Sunday. Well, in New Zealand, yeah, it was was Sunday, Monday. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Did you guys watch the (laughs) pre-show? You already lost your train of thought, Sammy. We're like, what, three minutes in and you already lost your train of thought? No, I did not watch the pre-show. Sorry. No, I, I didn't press the time. I yeah. very rarely watch pre-shows unless there's like a good-ass match that I'm looking forward to on it. 
Whereas this one, I don't actually even remember what was announced for the pre-show, so I'm like, mm. uh, from mem- well, I'll be honest, I didn't watch the pre-show either. I, I was kind of watching it, but then I went and had breakfast and came back, and yeah. Uh, well, then why'd you bring it up? Just to see yeah. if anyone else actually You're watches so the pre-show. Jesus, <laughs> if you, if you brings up the pre-show to talk about. Just... Didn't watch the pre-show because he was having breakfast. Yeah. We didn't even know that. there was a time when I would avidly watch a pre-show but yeah well WWE is that sort of thing now eh, where you can not watch for like a couple months and pick it back up for like part of a show and be like oh nothing's really moved forward and all of the people are still fighting the same people well I I liked Mania because I got to like, see all these new characters that I kind of remembered, and they were all different. And well, some of them were different, and um, I didn't know what was in any of the matches. So, everyone was a nice, pleasant surprise for me. So, it was quite good. Because so, I only knew a few of the matches. So, this mm. sorry, it I was a true hearing. I haven't like figured out proper, like, comfortable seating dynamics on this new seat of mine yet on my new throne. Go uh-huh. for his birthday. I like it's sort of because it's wide enough to fit two. It's sort of too wide for me to sit comfortably like this. I wind up like hunching forward or leaning. Just it's problematic. You people listening don't actually care about the stuff we know, but Sammy's not prepared, so we're like stretching time out. No, I'm prepared. I have like. <laughs> okay, the problem with doing this online is that there's a delay between someone saying something. And then me replying to that. So I'm giving it space for you guys to talk so that I can then reply to that. Or just giving you guys space to talk because I'm not a selfish person. We'll allow that save. Mm. And that's also his catchphrase on Tinder, by the way. I am not a selfish person. Mm. It's not as good good of a save as Jay trying to, like, do battle with COVID for all of us, but... You have the gun cabinet. Just give us all cuddles. We'll all get it. We can all isolate together. Stop planning our attack. Hey man, I'm immunocompromised. You keep that away from me. Fine. I'll get it on Ray's behalf, and then I'll just relay back to yeah. Freegun. Yeah. Thank go. you, Sammy. Yeah. It's very considerate. You are not a selfish person. Holy crap. But I must admit, what was it? What was it? It was obviously the most perfect time to catch it, because I was stuck at home, and there's nothing to do, so what's recent? Yeah, so I'm not. I don't have. I hate the way it makes me feel. So, yeah. Sickness is a sign that you need to rest. So, mm. Mm. I feel perennially under the weather all the time because I don't rest enough. <laughs> I'd hate to see. I get a cold. I'm out for a week. I'd hate to see what happens if I get it, when I get it. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think that's enough about our our, our life and life tips and and health uh, strategies. Um, mm. WrestleMania. 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 Sammy, what's the pre-show? <laughs> oh no, no, we've done that. All right. Part of the yeah. reason I didn't watch the pre-show, I'm going to put this in here, because. Uh, 
they show off all the video packages, and then eventually when it comes to the show, you've already seen the video package like six times in the pre-show, so it kind of spoils the the whole first time seeing it thing. Yeah. There was too many video packages on the entirety of WrestleMania. Can we just say that first? I mentioned it to Sammy yeah. when I spoke to him yesterday, like after AJ Styles versus Edge. It was like half an hour. I, forget of... what I think in before Pat McAfee's match, there was literally, I like looked at my like clock thing on the stream I was watching and there was literally like a 27 minute long, just hype video after hype video with no actual wrestling. I'm like, what the hell? We're already like an hour and a half into this. What the hell? <laughs> we'll get We're to that. We're still not eight hours long. Yeah. I'd hate to see the pre-show because I feel like that whole 27 se- minute segment was probably half the pre-show. Because that's how the pre-shows I'm work, isn't it, these days? They'll do like 10 minutes of hype videos for matches, then one like seven minute match, then another like 15 minutes of hype videos for matches, then maybe another like seven minute match, and then more hype videos, right? Well, WrestleMania is the Super Bowl of the WWE, so there's a lot of like sponsorship stuff you have to take into consideration, and it's got to show their uh, stuff. Of course, of course, the the Andrew the Giant Battle Royal. Yes. Oh yeah, that happened. I didn't think it was going to happen this year, and then um, when Riddick Moss came, no, not was it Riddick Moss? Madcap. Madcap Moss, that yeah, Riddick Moss, that was his old name, his dead name. Um, yeah, yeah, when he came out later on the show, uh, and they were like, oh, he won the bloody Battle Royal. I was like, when the hell did that happen? WrestleMania SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll get to him in a second. Let's start at the top and work <laughs> our way through this thing. So, opening match for uh, WrestleMania Night 1. It's easy to say that. Or WrestleMania Saturday, if you will. Or Sunday in New Zealand. There we go. Covers all the bases. Uh, The Usos, Jimmy and Jay, defeated Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs via pinfall. This was... Yeah, that was a cool little match. Ouch. That's all I have to say is ouch. Yeah. Saw it happen and uh, having knee issues myself. Felt for the guy. Sucked. Hmm. I do do find it funny that... um, there's another certain, well, WWE superstar that used to play a guitar that's now came back today that, you know, they, they sort of cancelled and then they brought this other guy in that kind of looks the same that plays guitar. Yeah, it's because Boogs is better at it. Well, different type of genre, though, you know. Elias, I reckon Elias was better at the songwriting. Elias' mm-hmm. lyrics on yep. point. And cut right to the core of his issues at the time. But the, but the real in question terms is, of charisma is, on, on the X, as they call it in the hip game of the 80s, like he, yeah, the whole performance side of things, I feel like Boogs has got down the enthusiasm, the energy that he yeah. brings to the people, whereas well, I was, I was very more calm. I was very impressed that Boogs managed to play the guitar and walk down the ramp without tripping over one. Mm-hmm. But the real question needs to be asked is what does WWE now stand for? Because no one knows. Walk with Ezekiel. Yeah. Oh, there we go. There we go. I, I set you up for that one. We hadn't even planned that one and it worked perfectly. 
Yeah. Have I missed something? Is that his new name or something like that? Yes. Uh, Ezekiel is the brother of Elias, who debuted today on Raw. (laughs) Excellent. Who who can't grow facial hair, obviously. Yes, yes. Clean shaven Ezekiel. Still has the tan line. Still has the tan line from when he had one. (laughs) Nobody over the age of 25 should be clean shaven. Unless you have like a job in the military or something where you have to be clean shaven. <clears throat> I'll think on that one. Clean shaven one. adults, like clean shaven people in their like 30s plus, look weird. Okay. <laughs> My eyes just dotting yeah, around the three cameras here. going. Little off topic. <laughs> little off topic. This is totally going to be one of those nights. Yeah. All right. Anyway, yeah. No. so tag match. That was cool. Is there anything else we'd like to talk about about it? Uh, nope. Just sending out thoughts and prayers to Rick Boogs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, rumor has yeah. it they were supposed yeah. to win that, but had to change it because of uh, Boogs' injury. That's According okay. to the internet. Because oh, the Usos have been sort of stuck in that situation where there's no other real teams for them to fight. So, like, having a bit of a title change there would have been probably good thinking on their part. Give the Usos the yeah. chase instead of just reigning supreme forever. Yeah, yeah. Hold that, though, because we'll come back to it at the end of this. Uh, match number two, Drew McIntyre defeated Happy Corbin with Madcap Moss. <laughs> it was a match. Got to get through Yeah, yeah. I just, my personal opinion is a better spot would have been better for him. Um, no offense to, you know, um, Slappy Gilmore and his sidekick or whatever they're called <laughs> now. Yeah, no, they just, yeah, it was good. It was a good match, but I like, I liked it when when Drew was on top. Um, yeah. I did. I did find the. Yeah, when um, I did, uh, I did like the the end with the axe uh, with the sword. Um, Angela. Yes, yes, I um, I, I, I was I was watching it with um, our our lovely uh, head of uh, videography, uh, Paris, um, and I sat there and I says, uh, "Let's hope that um, Ryan Zero isn't watching this because uh, yeah." <laughs> Not doing that um, yeah, would have loved to have seen them do that with the AEW ring because they use cables. Um, so mm. might not have dramatic effect, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's good. Um, but yeah, oh, it's, it was it was a, it was a good match. It was, it was you know, it, it they seem the to have sort of book themselves into a corner a little bit with Drew McIntyre. Eh? Like they built him up so good, he conquered Brock Lesnar. Et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Now it's almost like that they clearly have wanted to keep him away from your Brock Lesnar's and your Roman Reigns's. So where do you put him? They had Bobby Lashley out for a while. Like there wasn't really anywhere to put Drew McIntyre to keep him like at the top of the heap, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's you know there's always yeah it's a whole circular thing. I know that, but it's just yeah. I don't know. Oh yeah, no, no. He definitely probably should have been in a like 
much better spot. Like you want to see him doing something. This, I feel like this Corbin rivalry in general has just sort of been stretched out to buy time till WrestleMania because they don't know what to do with him. Hmm. They're like, no, 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 he's the man. We've got to keep him looking like the man, but you can't put him against any of these other people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, but a good thing. Um, I didn't see, like I say, I didn't see any of the build-up for it because I'm just dreadful at actually watching wrestling. Um, but I did pop when they did the recap video and, and on Happy Corbin said the line about his mother. Um, and I'm just like... <laughs> and then next minute, Drew just walks down to the ring and you just see him and he's got that really pissed off look on his face and one punch, there goes Moss. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that was where we well played. Well played. So, yeah, that was good. But, yeah. Uh, also credit to Drew McIntyre. He did get a first out of that match, which was uh, being the first person to kick out of the deep six. Yeah. yeah. Oh, end of days. Both. End of days, yes. There we go. Yeah. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. One of the two. Taylor two cities. Uh, match number three, the Miz and Logan Paul defeating Rey Mysterio and Dominic. I will say straight away, Logan Paul is welcome back anytime. Yeah, yeah, I was saying that's cool. All yeah. the celebrities Long- of the night I feel held their own. Yes. Especially if Logan Paul goes against Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. What did he no, do to pass um, you? No, uh, existed. Um, <laughs> no, um, no, was I was actually both of them. Him and his brother. Yeah. Um, no, I was. I was actually quite surprised with uh, this match. Um, when he, when especially when he he jumped up and he did the old Eddie shake, the the frog splash. Um, yeah, there was quite a nice little arrogant touch to it. Um, I I popped hard after the match when Miz. Gave him his um, congratulations. Um, <laughs> Everybody, yeah. Uh, yeah, good on you, Miz. Um, but no, I was actually really impressed. Um, you know, because you were you remember back in the days when the celebrities used to come in and just wave and 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 throw three really really crappy punches and and that was their match. You know, run in and do some really weak ass clotheslines and that. Um, it is really really great to see the celebs sort of. Picking it up. it up and taking it seriously, you know what I mean? Um, you know, if, if, if a wrestler was to go in and star in one of their movies or something like that, the celebrities would hate it if they didn't put their effort into it. But it's nice to see them doing the same for our chosen performance art. Yeah, um, yeah no, it was actually, yeah, yeah, pretty pretty cool. Um, yeah, they're the ripping off the Ray Gun Three Amigos spot I didn't really appreciate. Um yeah. I'm not planning on doing the three amigos. Mine will be three different suplexes. Yeah, yeah. Progressively so you're, you're got three. Use three the first suplex to weaken points. them to so that you can get them up for the bigger second one and then get them with a good fisherman's or something lastly to like put them down for the three, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I I got I got the, the reference of the Dominic um outfit. When he first came out, I thought that was quite cool. Um, I did see on the internet that he was dressed up just the same as Cody Rhodes' neck, so I thought that was quite cool. 
as well. Um, but yeah, no, when, when I saw that, I was just, yeah, poor Eddie. Yeah, yeah a cool. funny thing. I've I, I got a couple of things about that match. First of all, yeah, that costume, that was cool. And, like, I'm just curious, This you, one of you guys might have this memory close to the front of your head, but wasn't Dominic the Rey Mysterio son during the whole I'm your pappy storyline? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's gold right there. <laughs> if you yeah. ever turn Dominic heel, that's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I thought it was quite funny because after our, our conversations about um, Dominic Mysterio, I think it was last week. Yeah. Um, well, the commentary team actually was saying, you know, and the Miz and all them um, actually used it all in their promos as well. <laughs> and they were talking about it. And I'm just like, ah, they listened to PBNH. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but he brought it. I'll, I'll give him mad props. He definitely brought something extra to the dance. Like, I feel like every oh, it's going to probably be something that comes up multiple times this evening. But I feel like everybody sort of stepped the hell up for that show, which was good to see. Yeah, and I, overall, like, we'll get to this when we do sort of our, our general thoughts. But it was probably one of the best manias I've seen for a, a number of years. So yeah, I put the whole. Yeah, but yeah. Mm, I don't think I enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed it last year, last year's WrestleMania. But I think individually, like WrestleMania Night One this year was, uh, I feel like, was a lot better than Night Two. Yep. And yep. so individually, I'd say WrestleMania what, Night One this year trumps both nights of last year's. But overall, I feel like last year's is still going to go down. They've still got some kinks to work out on this whole two nights WrestleMania game. There's still a lot of filler that didn't really strike me as WrestleMania caliber sort of things that were clearly just there to pad the show out and get people on the card and stuff. Yeah. Oh, we'll get to that too. Agreed. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So following that match, we had Bianca Belair defeating Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship. Yeah. I don't remember question. much of that match. <laughs> yeah. The important question is, is how does everyone feel about Becky's new haircut? Freaking love it. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. And I look forward to Paramore's yeah. new album. Yes, yes, that's exactly what I was just about to say. Yeah, I can't be giving yeah. anybody shit about their haircuts. I have a lazy mohawk that I cut and then couldn't even be bothered styling and then just let it grow out. I can't, I can't be giving anybody crap about the hair except Sammy G because green hair was cooler yeah. yeah no I thought this was I thought it was yeah um, it was good I, I love the entrances um, um, I still cringe every time Belly is in the ring and just worried about her landing on a hair or something happening with her hair that brain yeah um, I did how I long did can like you milk that for too like, don't yeah. get me wrong, the unique little twist on a gimmick and everything, and it's worked. But, like, how long can you really milk that before before somebody's going to have to cut it off and you have to get a real character? I was thinking yeah, about I like, that. I like Bianca Belair. She's definitely, like, I, I, I've sort of watched her with a bit of interest because I heard good things about her when she first started at NXT. And, like, she, she's cool. She's cool as, but she doesn't really have a character beyond... I'm the chick with the hair as a weapon, and how long can you really milk that for before you're gonna have to have some heel cut that crap off, and then hopefully you get a real character out of that inevitable rivalry. 
But you missed the point, Ray. She's the EST in the WWE. Fastest, bestest. I'm not sure what an EST is supposed to be. Oh, the bestest. Like est, whatever you got, you throw an est at the end, and that's that's Bianca Belair. She's the est, the yeah. EST. I feel like that could fall apart and end very badly for her. Mm. I'm just yes. thinking, like, when she turns heel, the braid needs to be the first thing to go. Yeah, no, the great braid's got to go while she's face. She can get a whole rivalry out of her, like avenging the loss of her braid, sort of thing. Yes, works both ways. Flats on a pole, man. Ooh, Russo, book it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Any other thoughts on this match? No, no. It was nice to see her get the win. I did see um, on the on, on the old socials. Today as well, um, they had a photo of her uh, first time she won it last year, and then this year, last year she was just all, all giddy, fanny. I just won it, and this year she was a bit more serious. I, I won it, so well, that was quite cool. You can see the the changes in the character. Um, it's definitely an, an athletic specimen of a person. Um, uh, the only thing I really have to say about this is I don't believe I'm saying it. I was I was less than enthusiastic about Becky Lynch's performance on this one. She did well, but it just yeah. wasn't X there, you know. Her whole heel stick hasn't really clicked, eh? Yeah, she's got that real good that 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 you know the the resting bitchy face you know when when she's standing there with the belt and she's got the pout going and everything like that she's mean, um, but I, I've always liked her like more of a face that the scrappy underdoggy type, and that's um, it. I just don't character. think anybody wants to boo her. Like all of no. her character work and everything's been quite on point, but mm. like yeah, I just yeah nobody wants to boo her. She's almost that female equivalent of Daniel Bryan where she's the character that the fans got over. Like she was never the one that was sort of pushed amongst those four horsewomen or anything like that. And then she got that groundswell of support and they sort of had to make something out of it because they're like, Oh, this girl's getting way bigger pops than everybody else. We better do something about this. Like carved a niche and ran with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so, but, like, fans have got that attachment and that investment in the character that I feel like, even though her character work is so on point, they just don't want to boo her. Yeah, yeah. No, but I think you know, I, I was happy with the match. You know, um, no. I, as a, as a booker, I wouldn't have been disappointed or anything like that. If it was a very very solid match, it's just yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm formulating more thoughts as I speak. Uh, We will go to a quick break here on Pipe Bombs and Headlocks, and when we return, we will complete night one of WrestleMania as well as night two. Stay tuned. Hopefully night two. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate. Welcome back to Pipe Bombs and Headlocks here at NPR, Manawatu People's Radio. Today, Iridangi, Onatangata, Omanawatu, for another Tuesday night. Uh, proudly sponsored by, well, supported by New Zealand On Air. We're not sponsored. We, we, we don't get paid for this. Say, if we're getting sponsored by New Zealand On Air, where's my paycheck, Sammy? 
yeah, yeah. No. Supported by New Zealand on air. So big props to them. Uh, yeah, here to talk all things wrestling. This is the voice of reason, Sammy G, still all alone in the NPR studio. But I am joined via internet magical magicalness by Mr. Ray Gunn and Mr. JK47, JK Marshall. The gun cabinet. Oh, I was waiting for Jay to speak, but he just smiled. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know whether I'm an all, former All Black or what now, Ben JK Marshall. <laughs> okay. That um, that line just rolls off your tongue now, eh, Sammy? It's a bit of a tongue twister, but you've got that down, eh? They're all like yeah. internet magical magicalness. Well, I've been doing it for like seventy something episodes, so yeah, 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 yeah. One day we'll surprise everybody and actually do like a, a like in studio show. Yep, as long as the whole gun cabinet's there. Yeah, because then the entire time we get to watch Sammy slowly break, and all of our listeners can listen to Sammy slowly break while all four of us just go full shebang on the studio. Yeah. By the end of it, I swear, he'll be like duct taped to the wall in his underwear or something like that with boobies drawn on or something. Yeah. Well, we should actually get just a shelf on the show. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Get on to it, boss, Sammy. Yes. Uh, so, before the break, we talked through uh, most of night one. There's still a couple of matches left. Uh, so, yeah, before the break, we talked about Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. So we are up to Seth Rollins versus the mystery opponent hand chosen by Vince McMahon himself. And that turned out to be none other than AEW's own Cody Rhodes. Yes. The forbidden door is wide open. The prodigal son of a plumber has come home. Hmm. In full American yes. Nightmare gimmick, which was which was nice. They didn't throw him straight back into Stardust. He got to be himself. Yes, no, what was AEW style to the grandest stage of them all? Well, no, he's not bringing the AEW style. He's bringing the Cody style. He, the Cody Rhodes, mm. he, when he went to AEW, he got to do what he wanted to do. So he's brought that back. Now, this is true. I'm, I'm, For better or worse, didn't all work. The whole flaming no. table spot was a little ridiculous. No. The, um, um, yeah, well, as most things happen on the internet, it's like really rumoured and speculated, and um, yeah, pretty much everybody knew who it was before it was who it was. Um, but um, yeah, there were all the memes. There was, uh, I remember seeing one that had Somebody had photoshopped when he was smashing apart the throne that looked incredibly like uh, Triple H's one, and he was trying to glue it back together. Yeah, I saw that. Um, which I had a bit of a chuckle at. Um, but no, awesome to see him back, and awesome getting to see. Well, hopefully he'll get to do what he wants to do. Um, he he. It was reported on the socials again that that he basically said that um, he'll come back as long as Stardust is never mentioned ever again. Um, which to me would be a shame because I actually really like Stardust. Mm. Uh, I thought he was really, really entertaining. And it's a typical, I don't know if it's just a, the Rhodes thing or whether it's just a true professional wrestling thing that you get given a, a crummy rib, rib of a gimmick and 
no, usually one of the best, you know. Um, um, Jake, yes. Jake has talked about it on his podcast um, about, you know, being told that he had to wear like fluorescent pink and green and tights and, and lace-up boots. He never wanted to wear lace-up boots because it would take 20 minutes to put your boots on. Um, but he said, you give me a gimmick and I'll go out there and make it work. Pokey, um, Dusty did, did it with the polka dots. Um, you know, so that's, yeah. that's the sort of thing, eh? There, there seems to be, uh, like sort of two different ways that wrestlers seem to look at it. On one end, you've got wrestlers that are very much like, no, I want to be doing my own thing. And then on the other end, you've got the ones that will go like, oh, no, I'll just make this gimmick work. And I don't know, like they both have their pluses and minuses, I guess. Like, not that I'm yeah. a booker, but I'd imagine from a booking perspective, you know, someone who's confident in themselves and their own abilities is often handy. But like, you, you want that malleability of being able to go, okay, this gimmick's not working. We're going to do that, and you don't want the person kicking up a stink. And so, I guess yeah. I don't know which which one I'd like prefer. I guess I guess you just want a healthy balance of both. Yeah, well, that's that's always been a fascinating thing. It's it's like because you get people, you know, the, the old the old rumor that you know um terry taylor put out there about the whole box of gimmicks thing and how he was supposed to be mr perfect but instead they drew out the red rooster for him um yeah well that's a prime example of a guy that didn't commit to the gimmick didn't want to do it and it didn't go anywhere but you look at all these other people that have done it and pull <laughs> it take it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he did all right, I, I guess. Um, yeah, <laughs> mind you, where is he now? <laughs> um, Oof. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, it's just, yeah, it's and it's, it's good to see Cody back as Cody. I thought that was a bloody awesome match. Um, it, was, it was fitting that it was against Seth Rollins because back in the day you had the, Cody Rhodes versus um, some guy, Tyler Black. Um, that was a cool match. Um, so it was nice to see that. Um, no, it definitely was a cool I, match. I thoroughly enjoyed that match. That was match of the yeah. night by far when it happened. Yeah, I liked the um, I liked the the big right hand from Seth Rollins. It says, "Welcome to the big, welcome back to the big time." Can't say that word. Um, Ray Cannon, I'm sure he would say it with joy. Yeah, yes, very no. audibly heard. Um, no, I'm not going to break censorship rules this time, Sammy. I almost swore five minutes into this show. I'm not going to do it. Hmm. You'll never break me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, the suplex spot to the outside, that was awesome. Oh, yeah. No, that was, yeah. Except for, I don't know. Hmm. See, when you watch that back, Seth Rollins did sort of, he held on to the top rope. I don't know if he was just using it to guide himself and, you know, make it a bit safer. No, I think but, it was entirely intentional. Watching yeah, that I back, saw it was very like, safe about it. Like, they held on to each other and kept each other, like, his necks and stuff. And he's quite protected, and yeah. Yeah, so, but no, I, I, I really, really enjoyed that match. Um and and it was nice to see, you know, the old nice to see somebody come into the WWE from a rival company and get a win. Um, yeah. You know, back in the day, they used to 
always uh, if you come into the company you you lose um so it was nice to see it come back come come in as a win yeah um, it, it should be good i like uh it's one of those things where they sort of again like you can't make a big deal about bringing in bringing cody rhodes back and treat him like a big deal make him debut or re-debut on wrestlemania and not put him over like, yeah, yeah. especially with everything Cody said since leaving WWE about why he left and his issues at the time and everything like that, if you brought him in at WrestleMania and made him lose, even to a Seth Rollins, who is definitely a top-tier talent, but, like, you bring him in and making him lose, then you're sort of, whether you said it to him or not, it's one of those actions speak louder than words moments where, like, if you have him lose, then he's right back to having the exact same issues that he left, like... Yeah. You're not treating them like a big deal. You're not making the most out of them. And he may as Which well just like us again. That's his whole thing, even going and helping start AEW. And even a lot of his character work in AEW, which you could tell there was a lot of his real personality and real feelings and emotions in there. Like, it screamed as somebody got uh, that just wanted to be appreciated. Yeah. He was a guy that knew he was better, that had faith in himself to be better than what everybody else thought he was. And his whole shtick was basically trying to convince us to take him more seriously. And I think it paid off in the end, obviously, because he got to yeah. re-debut WWE at WrestleMania. Yeah, well, that's, like you say, that's, he, he, was, he was pretty much the first guy to walk out on that big contract and, and you know, for him to turn around and say, well, hey, me and, me and a couple of, you know, couple of my mates are going to put on the show and we're going to sell 10,000 tickets. He barely knew those guys, man. He met them because he had the young bucks on his, like, to-do list thing. And, like, he only really was, like, hanging out with them for maybe six months. Yeah. But, you know, for him to to do that and then grow the thing, um, maybe Mm. AEW morphed into something he didn't... It wasn't his original plan um, or whatever, but he proved his point. He went and done his thing. He he, yeah. he accomplished what he wanted to accomplish. And the um, yeah, like, I think I saw was... people. I saw I saw people on on the social saying they were um, burning Cody Rhodes T-shirts and stuff like that. And I'm just like, man, why? That's you know the guy's done what he's done. You know it doesn't. It's it's it isn't real. Um, just because somebody goes wrestles for something out somebody else doesn't mean that the dead tear or anything like that. It's good yeah. on them, you know. It's not. You know, well, yeah, it's it's like you said before with the whole like. I think that was a big part of it as well. Is I don't think AEW morphed into something he didn't want it to be. I think AEW became exactly what he wanted it to be. If anything, uh, it mm. morphed into something that didn't need Cody Rhodes anymore. Um, yeah. he basically had a managerial role and did his job, you know, like if you're a good manager in a place, your job should be to upskill everybody and teach them everything, you know, so they don't need yeah. you anymore. And yeah. they like, did just get and, William Regal. So he, he accomplished that goal and then looked, looked back and was like, Oh, well, there's not really a place for me here anymore. Yeah. Like yeah. He, he'd already got himself out of the title picture. So he'd already made, the decree that he was never going to be hanging around the title picture. So he's like, this wasn't a vanity project to make myself champ. So these were my goals. I've accomplished those goals. This place doesn't need me anymore. So 
time for me to head back. Hopefully I've proved myself. Oh, look, I've accomplished these goals. So I've proved myself to WWE that I am worth more than what they thought I was worth. So now I'm back in the big leagues. Like, yeah. Former NWA heavyweight champ. Mm. Exactly. Oh, as soon as he left WWE, I knew damn well he was going to get the NWA title. <laughs> at There's no way in blue hell Cody Rhodes was giving up the opportunity to get that belt for a patch. Uh, any other notes for that match? No, we'll probably yeah. talk way too long about the match. We're still only on night one, Sammy. What yeah. are we, halfway yep. through this? No, no, no. There's only two matches left. So, well, match in a segment slash match. Uh, so, no, I mean, yeah. halfway through the second half of the show. Uh, ten minutes in, yeah. Doing well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, following that match, we had Charlotte Flair defeating Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, it is what my it is. My problem with that match is the same as my problem with the unification title match that main evented night two. Then hold it for that because we still have to get to that. Okay, fine. You have to remind. No, I, thought, I, I thought I thought it was, I thought it was a good match. Um, I think both of them did what they needed to do. Um, it was yeah, it was, it was a good match. You hear. You hear rumours that, that Ronda walked out of um, the Hall of Fame because she found out she wasn't main eventing and, and stuff like that. I, I don't know whether that's true. I don't know, you know. You can see it see, could be true, but you can also see it couldn't be. Um, I, I just... I, I, I don't know. I just think those two in particular, I think they would be better off suited having them feuding with other people. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, nobody's going to make each other better in that match. Yeah. They're both at the top of their game. Um, unless the match is a five-star classic blow everybody out of the water match, it's always just going to be a bit, uh, you know? Um, and that, that, that I feel is my problem with it. Like, yeah, I just, as one of the few main event it's one of the few WrestleMania-worthy matches, I guess, on the card as a whole. Like, And one of the few matches that had serious build behind it. I feel like they just... They built it up in a way... I don't know. I, I don't feel that was the best match those two have had against each other. No. No. And that's the sort of build that that match had, though. That the match had the build where they were almost ramming down our throats that, hey, these two are going to have the greatest match they've ever had against each other at WrestleMania. You need yeah. to watch this. That's a and lot I of pressure. Like, like, they had a good match. Like, I don't think they quite did what they needed to do, but they had a yeah. good match. What they needed to do is go out there and have the best match they've ever had because that's how yeah. they had built it. They're built yeah. it. They, they hate each other to that level. They're both at the top of their game, and they're going to go out there and have a Stone Cold versus The Rocks level kind of match. And I don't think they delivered on that. No, no, I'd, I'd agree with that. And I think if it was the same match, move for move, with Ronda versus somebody else, it would have been bloody awesome, and that other person would have been elevated so much because yeah. of it. Yeah, exactly. But, when they're both when they're both at the top, well, even if you know nobody really wins out of that. Like someone gets to take the belt home, and you know that's, yeah. that's fine. But no one actually really wins out of that match because 
well, you, the next night on Raw, Ronda can walk straight back out and she should get another title shot because she's that damn good. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't have that the upset win. I think upset wins with storyline has a hell of a lot to play in it. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Upsets. Uh, uh, as a guy who can speak from experience, <laughs> upsets do a lot better at like getting people more over with the fans and yeah. developing stories or even finishing stories, sort of thing, yeah. than like people give them credit for most of my wins have been via upset. I know this for a fact. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I, I just, I just think, I just think nobody, nobody came out of that match better off. You know, yeah. um, you got to see some cool stuff. Don't get me wrong. I love the whole big submission trade off and stuff like that. And the, the Ronda being the first person to get out of the figure eight and everything like that. There's some cool moments, but you have to actually force yourself to remember them you know there wasn't that big that big pop moment it wasn't that big oh my god it was just a really good solid match but it was just yeah it was what it was yeah 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 uh so moving on to the main event segment slash match of the evening uh the highly anticipated kevin owens show with special guest stone cold steve austin (laughs) I know Ray has yeah. a lot of opinions on this. <laughs> I no, it was, best- it was a good match. I enjoyed the match. It was it was a great return. I just, yeah, again, this is going to be one of those cynical nights, eh? It's, yeah, like the whole, it needed to start faster and hotter. Like, oh, it started pretty hot, but the whole slow punches to start things off sort of took me out of it for a bit. They They got there pretty quick, like after that, they got there. When they got to the stage, like I said before the show, when Stone Cold flipped that first suplex on the stage and then stood up, you could almost see it in his eyes where he's like, that didn't hurt as much as I thought it was going to. Oh, yeah, we can do that again. Like He was stoked by how well he was yeah. doing it. Just, yeah, I think like you said before the show went on the air, it's, um, yeah, it's just maybe, maybe a little ring rust, maybe a little of anxiety. Just, yeah, he just took that first two, three minutes to... Warm back up again. Get yeah. that momentum going where he's like, no, yeah, 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 I've got this. I think it was um, good that, like, good of him to do. It was a nice moment. It was a nice moment yeah. that I feel like WrestleMania needed, especially yeah. that night one. I don't think Stone Cold or his career needed it as much as people are saying, but, like, it was definitely a cool moment. Yeah, it's definitely a nice booking for him to, you know, start in Dallas yeah. and finish in Dallas. And I like um, the fact that it didn't take away from the rest of the show. No, no, it wasn't. It was, it was good. Yeah. Um, I, at the beginning of the show, I expected uh, Stone Cold to be a lot more vocal. Yeah. Um, but in saying that, it worked really, really well that Stone Cold was just sitting there and Kevin Owens was running his mouth. Sitting there um, with full resting B-face. Almost walked it. I, yeah, I am. Um, through the whole match, I was watching Kevin Owens quite closely because yeah, anybody who's anybody knows the backstory between Kevin Owens and Stone Cold and how much of a you know, real fan of a Stone Cold he was, you know, to the point where his on his bed, him and his wife slept and had a Stone Cold duvet for years. <laughs> um, you could you could see that there were times there where he was. Doing exactly what we'd all do. We just fanboying out a bit, you know. Um, it was really, really nice to see those 
Munich Stone Cold Punches. Um, where yeah, like like um, I remember one one time I can't remember what it was in, but um, Austin was asked about his unique way he punches, and he goes, "Cause can't punch." Mm. And he goes, "So I put my little twist on it, and it was nice to see those. It was really really cool nostalgia moment. Um, I always find it funny that half the crowd that were cheering and going nuts because Stone Cold was in the ring weren't born or watching wrestling at the time. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Not a hell of a lot of time. And so it's it shows the 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 reach that the the, the libraries have. Yeah, um, yeah. Shows um, the WWE's done a bang up job of marketing that tape yeah. library on the network and getting yep. younger kids to go back and watch that sort of stuff. Yep. Um I, I think before a um for a credible company like the WWE, they they could have at least spelt jitters right on the shirts, but they didn't. <laughs> jitters three sixteen. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll leave that one alone. Um, no, I was really really impressed by the match. I love I liked it. It was when it first started. And it was the KO show stuff like that. I thought, oh no, please don't, please don't just make it a a, a quick three punches, four kicks, mm-hmm. and a and a stunner moment. Um, so really, really impressed that he went that far to do a match like that. Like he's always said that he'd never go back in the ring because he can never be what he used to be. And if yeah. he can't be Stone Cold again, he doesn't want to do it. But he was Stone Cold again, and it was cool. You know? Yeah. Um, I have one question many- that one of you might be able to answer. Did he hit the Lothar's prayers? I don't remember him hitting it. Yeah. I remember it got to maybe the halfway point, and I was like, "That's the one thing he hasn't done." Like, if he did that, the crowd would go bloody mental right now. <laughs> he didn't yeah, do no, it, and no, no, I don't think he did. Off the top of my head, no. Right. Um, I remember expecting but, it at the at the start because that was always Stone Cold's thing, you know. He'd run in, he'd run in, punch, 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 Irish whip, Lothar's press, boom, yeah. boom, boom, yeah, boom. yeah, yeah. But again, his knees. Most definitely, probably can't take that this day and age. No, no, and and like like I say, he he um, it's been such a long time. It definitely takes you a little while to kick back into that gear. Mm. Um, but yeah, and it was just yeah, no, and and no way should should a, a guy that's returned after nineteen years been off the shelf. And and being in such bad physical condition before he left, come back and have a match like that. Um, I definitely see why they put it on in the main event because I'm sorry if you if if the Ronda story was true and she wanted to be the main event after that. I'm sorry, yeah, that's what we'd be talking about now um, about how the card was around the wrong way. Um, that was the only way to end that show. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, no, so it was it was good. I enjoyed it. It was nice, nice nostalgia moment, a proper nostalgia moment. And there was like, I mean, obviously there was the rumors all over the internet saying that Austin was going to wrestle a match. Uh, but the giveaway and the presentation, like, if you hadn't read that, but you still know how the WWE presentation works, they didn't put a red carpet or any kind of carpet down for it. And the dress up was so basic that it would be easy enough to like just whip everything out to get straight into what they needed to do. So yeah, yeah, picked yeah. up on that real quick. I, I, I picked up on as soon as he came in. The first thing I did was look at his knees, 
And I was like, yeah. Strapped yeah. up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If it if it'd come out in just the jean shorts and they were like, oh, okay. But I was like, ooh, he's come prepared. But yeah. Um, and so there was a report online saying that he came out at exactly three hours sixteen minutes, which I thought that was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 That that's totally that's well timed. Yeah, that's beautifully timed. Yeah. That would have been somebody when they were figuring out the layout of the card. Well, that was probably one of the like key reasons why they chose to make that like segment the main event because they timed everything out and were like, you yeah, know, nah, we can make this work. <laughs> well, just thinking that's probably why they did the 27 minutes of promos on the night one or, or earlier that yeah. night. Oh, no, sorry, that was night two. There's probably a huge promo segment on night one and stuff as well where you're like, yeah, we just need to pad this out just a little bit to make sure we get there in time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just for the radio listeners, we will go to a podcast extra to jump into night two of WrestleMania. Uh, so if you do want to get in contact with us, you can do so via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at PBNH Show. Uh, if you want to email us, PBNH Show at gmail.com. If you've missed any episodes over the last six months, you can catch me at npr.nz forward slash show forward slash bbnh show and uh, join us again next week from 10 p.m. here on NPR. If you're a fan of NPR, Listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show. This is why you're just a general manager, Sammy. Are you still recording? Yeah, we're in the podcast pass now. Ah, cool. Yeah, this is why you're just a general manager and not a booker, Sammy. Your timing is all over the place. We were just talking about the marvelous timing of the 316 segment at WrestleMania. And, like, we had to go to a podcast because we didn't even get through, like, night one. <laughs> night one. Well, if, if Mania is too big for one night, then PB&H is too big for one hour. So. Just like what's in Sammy's pants. He's looking, I can the make jokes like that. Hey, we're on podcast time now. Are you saying that PB&H is small and hardly used? Oh. <laughs> you haven't played Red versus Blue with Sammy. Shush. No. <clears throat> anyway, oh, night hey, two of WrestleMania. Uh, straight into it. Oh, we didn't even mention this before, but the uh, opening video uh, was Mark Wahlberg hosting, which was cool. Yeah. Marky Mark. Marky Mark. Get a funky bunch at. Yeah. And I liked that there was something different for each night and how we talked about sequels not always living up to the hype of the first. I was kind of like, ooh. Turns out that was foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, nah, he just saw. He just read the script. <clears throat> WrestleMania and typical 
pro wrestling in general or WWE in general in typical fashion blew its load way too early yeah. and then had nothing to keep you watching and paying attention hold up uh, so just jumping straight into the card then uh, we open night two with uh, the triple threat tag team match for the Raw Tag Team Championships RK Bro defeating the Street Profits and uh, the Alpha Academy yeah that was a cool match hmm. it was that was it probably was. I'd say it was probably actually my favorite match of night two mm, yep mm. yeah no definitely be up there I don't know. I've spoken for at least the last year and a half about my fondness of tag team wrestling and my desire to get into tag team wrestling. So watching like that match like that was cool. Gave me a lot of ideas. <laughs> yeah. Funny. That. I loved the. Uh, I, I I loved the um, the the riddles RKO off the top rope. Yeah. Um, that was sweet. Um, I personally would have had that be the finish. Um. Yeah, or at least done them the other way around because um, it looked like way well, it looked like Randy played the veteran card. Oh, he totally and, did. Uh, yeah, and it was like, yeah, when you look at which spot was better, um, maybe it yeah. didn't probably work even... because who was that, but yeah. You could tell Randy's role in that whole match was to be was to play the veteran card anyway. Like you look at who was yeah. in that match, Randy Orton's got at least a decade of experience over basically every single one of them. And so he was totally in that as the whole star power veteran <laughs> to hold the match together and be like, No, no, that's too much. We're doing a different spot lady, you'll fuck it up, don't do that. Oh damn it, I screwed up my swearing thing. Oh, I made it to podcast. No, we're, in, we're not in, yeah, in the podcast. You're fine. Yeah. You know, that was a cool match. I genuinely like that match. That's that's yeah. about as much as I can say about it. The best thing about I, the I, Riddle RKO was uh, the look on Montez Ford's face. <laughs> just like, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Nah. Oh, man, I'm... I, I... Doomsday Device I Blockbuster? Yep. Yeah, yep. that was cool. That was gangster. Yeah. I can't do that. <laughs> Not yet. Um mm. Mm. Yeah. No. Uh, no, and I, I I I always love me some 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 Alpha Academy. I, I love massive fan of Otis and this fan of Mr. Gable. Um so yeah. Um I thought that was yeah, that was good. And then the introduction of uh, Gable Stevenson. Steve. Steve Gable Stevenson. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Not as muscly as I thought he was going to be. <laughs> I could take you, Gable. <laughs> Couldn't even say that without coughing because my body was like, no, you can't. <laughs> yeah, that, that self filtering. It's just yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, Freudian yeah, slip. Yeah. Um, yep. yeah. No, no, no. It's, um, yeah, for a you know, nice way of bringing the, the, the two-time um, Olympian. There was a two-time? Was he? Yeah, I think it was anyway. Or I get... He had 
Steve, well done, Sam, again, the Olympics, anyway. Um, Another yeah, Olympic no, I, Yep. And he won the yeah. NCAA heavyweight title again, like, a couple months ago or something. But did he yeah. do it with a broken yeah, no, freaking said... neck? No. No. Because we live in a PG world and there's no reality where a wrestler's getting close to another match with a broken neck in this day and age and all the extra checks that happen and stuff to stop that yeah. from happening. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it'd be exciting to see what he's going to do. Um, I think definitely, well, it's teasing a little bit of a, uh, a battle of the gables. Um, so. Yeah. It's probably a smart idea, too. Thing? If they're planning on debuting him soon, chuck him against Gable Stevenson, someone who he can go over that's not going to lose anything by losing to him. And yeah. 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 Gable Mania yeah. running wild. Yeah. And they can just have wrestling matches. Yeah. And then that way they can they can chuck an Otis in there as well. He's, um, yeah. He's a dab hand of the old wrestling as well. So, yeah, that'd be quite good. But, um, I was a bit disappointed with um, the, the street profits and their, um, you know, they did the sharing of the cups and stuff like that. They were putting those really, really little sips in those cups. So, <laughs> yeah, I saw them, yeah. like, tipping between them. Like, oh, come on. You know, what are they drinking, man? That stuff might be expensive. They're from the street. They don't have a lot of money. Yeah, but they, they did it. And, I mean, they, they poured it into Randy's glass, and he just sort of looks down at it, and he's just like... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you should have made some crack about kids these days, <laughs> yeah. Austin. Yeah. Tough us up. Like back in yeah. my day in yeah. 2004, when I was hanging with Evolution, we were drinking straight shots of Jack in the middle of the main event segment. Because <laughs> yeah. Triple H no, no, was humping good. the boss's daughter so we could get away with it. <laughs> The views and opinions of Ray Gunn are those of Ray Gunn's alone and do not necessarily no, reflect. No, shut up. We're podcast now. Embrace it. You don't have to follow that, like, family-friendly Christian radio station standards on podcast. Are you going to have to cut that bit out? <laughs> as soon as I finished saying it, I was like, you might have to cut that out. <laughs> The tirade continues. Uh, <laughs> second match of WrestleMania night two. Uh, Bobby Lashley, who recently returned on Raw, uh, defeated Omos. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was very confused by this match. Um, like I say, I, I haven't been keeping in, up to date with the current product. Um, last time I saw Lashley, he was the baddest man on the planet sort of thing. Um and this time he came out and was um, yeah, slapping kids and kissing babies. Um, it was just, yeah. yeah. Which was good, though. Um, I always... Lacey's a weird one because he, he sort of... I actually think he, he suits the the, the... the... the bad side more. Um, the oh, big absolutely. bad destroyer that he is. Um, it always seems that he's, he's an all right face, but he just it just always seems a little bit more forced, I guess. I've been a huge fan of like bad guy Bobby Lashley ever since his stuff with MVP started way back in TNA. Yeah. Like, that yeah. was gold. That whole the, a promo they cut one impact that was like Kenny King did a little bit of talking, MVP did most of the talking. 
there was, I think maybe Loki or Hernandez or something standing with them as well. Maybe no, Samoa Joe, I think it was Samoa, Samoa Joe standing with them as well. And then like each of those guys do a little bit of talking. MVP does a lot of talking the whole time. Bobby Lashley's just in the background doing pull-ups, looking menacing at the camera. I was like, what the hell? This is glorious. That guy's the man. <laughs> He's going to eat somebody alive. Playing to the team strings. Mm. Yeah. But, um, and, and it's just the whole idea of being the cool, the almighty, and it's, yeah, being a good guy. It's just, it was a bit weird, but, hey, you know, I'm a, I love watching Bobby Lashley do his thing anyway. And um, I was actually um, a bit more impressed by Omos than I thought I was going to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. When when he, I didn't really watch the him and him and AJ, um, AJ Styles. Yeah. For yeah, just like yeah, busy life and, and and stuff like that. You know. Um, when you're busy watching CPW, you haven't got time to watch the you know the minor leagues. So you sort of um put that off to the side. Um. So I was, I was impressed because when he first came in, I was just thinking, oh, here we go. There's another guy that's, you know, 11 and a half foot tall and, you know, weighs, you know, 300 pounds. What we're going to say he's worth 400 pounds, um, you know. But he was actually a lot better than I thought he was going to be. Um, he, he, he didn't look out of place. It was great. Um, he did have that really weird look on his face when he got suplexed by Lashley. Um, but it was probably a, oh, so that's what it feels like moment. Um, <laughs> Hasn't taken a lot of bumps. but yeah, <laughs> no, no. Um, I will I will crack up that they like. I don't know. We hear we hear stories and we learn it from when we train with like veterans from other countries and everything like that with the whole hierarchy of show layout and everything like that and how like you want to save like the big spots for like the main event sort of thing and so I feel like it kind of cracks me up that they totally stole the spear tackle to the back spot from the main event. I feel like it got a pretty decent pop when Bobby Lashley and almost did it. And then when Roman Reigns cracked it out against Lesnar, it was like, Oh, we saw that before <laughs> we saw it happen to a bigger dude before too. <laughs> like <laughs> They totally just stole the main event spot. They happened just before the finish as well. I think. Yeah. In both. No, it's... Uh I, I, I guess it's 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 a hard thing, you know. There is a certain limited amount of spots to do in a match, and and, and you know you're bound to see some repeated ones. But yeah, yeah, I see your point. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. I think that match was what it needed to be, and um, needed to be what it was. So yeah. And spoilers coming out of Raw, MVP returns, and. Uh, turns on Bobby Lashley and immediately joins up with Omos. So that's something to look forward to. That, that's probably for the best. Omos needs someone to be able to speak for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I think the whole MVP vibe he's got going on and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I think it'll work well for Omos. So, Hashtag yeah. watch the space. <coughs> uh, the match we yeah. were all looking forward to. Johnny Knoxville defeating Sami Zayn in an anything goes match. This was, that was cool. Just awesome. I got what I wanted. Yeah. Which was the, the giant yeah, hand yeah. spot. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Henry's yeah, I kid. got 
Yeah. <laughs> All grown up, made it to WrestleMania. Yeah. 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 I cracked up when I saw Mark Henry's Twitter post thing about how, like, I just produce champions or something like that, or I just produce superstars in a picture of the hand slapping. That was gold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Um, I just, that whole match, I was, it was exactly what it needed to be. Um, and, and it didn't disappoint. Um, you know, anytime you hear that, you know, Johnny Knoxville is going to be in a match, you know, it's not going to be a, a catch as catch and wrestling classic. It's going to be a check hours match. Um, and I, 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 I thought it was brilliant. Um, I would be lying to say I, I may have not or may have written down a whole bunch of um, <laughs> I, during the match. I love Gaga spots like that. So that was, I thought that was gold. Like, no, it was, and Johnny Knoxville yeah. took way more bumps than I thought he was going to. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, um, I was very impressed by the wee man slam. Um, I was going to say like, yeah. everyone talks about Hogan slamming Andre. And now it's wee man slamming Sammy Zane. Cause that was awesome. And, it was a hell of a lot better technique in the um, the Wee Man spot than than the original, um, yeah. Because when you think that low center of gravity and you've got to spin that guy right around and stuff like that, it's a fine line. Um, to break kayfabe for a minute. Props to Sami Zayn for posting like a champ and making that work <laughs> and tucking a big time. But no, that was that was really cool. Um, a lot of. A lot of misre- mixed reactions to the the finish of the match. Um, didn't quite go as according to plan, but um, I thought it was a unique jackass way of finishing a match. Mm. Um, the uh, yeah, with the old mechanical boot as well. I thought that was quite a nice little touch to it. Um, the mousetrap table. But, yeah. 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 Oh, that was. That was yeah yeah. Yeah, no, it was, yeah, I could see I could see who was going through that and um yeah, exactly what was gonna happen with that. Um except for the problem was is they weren't set. Would have been so much more funnier if you heard the of all the mouth drops yeah. going off. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, noticing how they were falling off as you were pulling it out of the out from underneath it might not might have been a bit hard. Um but yeah, no, I liked how everybody got involved in the match. I just yeah, party boy. It was yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That was not party PG. boy. Was it? <laughs> yeah, no. It goes, uh, but, goes back to what we were saying at the start of the radio broadcast about all the celebrities sort of brought it for the show and sort of stepped up, which was cool. They all contributed. The uh, writers worked around everybody's strengths and hit all their weaknesses, and it worked out quite nicely. Yeah, well, the, the, the thing is, is okay. Knoxville being in the Rumble, yep, okay, sweet. That's that's just a cool moment. celebrity moment. You know, it doesn't really have to do much. You know, um, but then when you put them in a match at WrestleMania, well, I'm glad they didn't try and make it an actual match, match. You know, and and they made it what it was, um, because it made it way more entertaining. It made it way. And it was it was perfect placement in the in the card, you know. Yeah. It's it's sort of you have the joke one. That's right. Now we're going to get serious for the rest of the show, you know. Well, as serious as we can get at Mania, but it was just 
yeah, no, it was good. It was good. And like I say, yeah, I've got a list full of cool stuff I want to try and do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking of ideas for Christmas chaos. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so following that one, we had the Fatal 4-Way tag team match for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Uh, Naomi and Sasha Banks uh, defeating Kamala and uh, Queen Zelina. Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley and Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Yes. Just a question. I'm going to sound really, really dumb here. Why the hell was Sexy Star in that match? Camilla with her mask. Pass. Because uh, uh, Camilla and Corey Graves are getting married, so she's trying to protect her face so that it's not ruined for like wedding photos and stuff. Uh-huh. Okay, that makes that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they oh. got married today. That was the whole thing, wasn't it? Yeah. They were getting married basically immediately after WrestleMania or something. Ah, cool. No, no, no. That's, that's uh, all right now. Because, was... uh, spoilers, Camilla oh. and Queen Zelina broke up on Raw. So, unless they did they it during the day up. and they went to the show, yeah, that's possible. It could be this week. I, be- I, believe it's, I believe it's bad luck to break up with someone on your wedding day. <laughs> Sorry, Queen Zelina. Yeah. No, I was um, – because I basically decided to go make a coffee when this match was starting. No, For no offense to the match, it was just the hydration break. Um, And and, 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 and other body functions they had to do at the same time. So I came – when I came back, they were already in the ring. And I'm like, huh? What the – this didn't make sense to me. But then, yeah, no, no, no. Now it has been explained. It makes complete sense. Yeah, no, the match was what it was again. Um, I think that's sort of the theme of the Mania shows, I think, sometimes. Um, it just it, it was a good match. Um, I was surprised by the, the result. Um, and so, be, yeah, quite interesting to see where, where that goes. I was um, thinking for, it would have been maybe Liv and Rhea Ripley, but, yeah, having Naomi and Sasha, that's cool. Yeah, uh, means that live and rare can go for it, I guess. So, um, I mean, nice little feud. But yeah, the four man matches are always a bit of a cluster. Um, and then when you have four man tag, that means you've got eight people. Um, you know, so yeah, yeah, no, um, I think just it was what it was. Yeah, I did note the. In the triple threat tag, they had one member from each team at all times. But then when it came to the fatal four-way, yeah. then they decided to only have like two and then tag between the four groups. That's Yeah, yeah. Weird rule. That's always, that's always confusing. Um, yeah, I've always always found that particular ruling to be just odd. Um, yeah. Very, very hard to work. Um, yeah. But no, no, it was what it was. Um, far less um, wardrobe malfunctions than in the um, previous night with Charlotte Flair, but, you know, that's fine. Well done, wardrobe team. Mm. Yeah, they they learnt from day one and um, made it better for day two. Yeah. Double-sided tape is your friend. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, also, I thoroughly enjoyed the double tower of doom spot. That was that was cool. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Spots like that are always good for the cheeky little pop, eh? Just make sure the fans are still a little invested. We'll throw out a tower of doom spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wax big what? Hmm. Um. Oh, yes, yes. Following that match, we had the showdown between Edge and AJ Styles. Just straight off the bat, I I love this new Dark Side Edge. It's just cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a massive Edge fan. Um, always think he, he's a master of reinventing himself. Um, I always actually quite excited about seeing what his gear looks like because as you know he designs his own gear um that's quite a cool little thing for me um but yes this this sort of different side to him and and now obviously going forward the the potential what's going to happen um with his new new counterpart um i was looking forward to the match yes i was looking forward to the match of just aj versus edge um and then when you put the storyline on top, it's, yeah, it's a bonus. So, yeah, no, I thought this was really, really good. Um, I, again, I love the fact that Edge has come back and he's able to do what he wants to do and he's not just a token I'm back type, type um, Hall of Famer type, you know, ex-superstar returned. Yeah. Um, and and he, he, he brings it. Every time he doesn't just come and, and, and dial it in and just do whatever he needs to do, and yeah, he he pushes himself to the boundary every time. Some of those, some of the watching that match and, and then looking at it afterwards, just going, oh My god, how do you go? Well, why, why put yourself through all this? But you know, hey, that's why we do it and we love it. So, um, yeah, yeah. there was the yeah, um, one of the early bumps onto the apron was just like <laughs> when you know the guy's got like yeah. neck issue history and then he does something like that it's just, yeah 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 no there was there was one and i can't remember what move it was off but edge was lying in the corner um he's on the head towards the turnbuckles um and you see him he was blinking and moving sort of moving his head a little bit and moving his arms just sort of Obviously, just doing the old mental checklist. Um, I was like, yeah, you don't want to be doing that too too, too often. Um, but he's also an incredibly smart man, and he wouldn't do anything that he wouldn't that he wasn't one hundred and ten percent certain that he could pull off. Um, and and you're in there with AJ Styles, so um, yeah, yeah, you were pretty well looked after um, when the got um, hooked up for the Styles Clash. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that worked out quite well. Yeah, yeah. Um, it did highlight the height difference between the two. Um, yeah. <laughs> when, when, when Edge actually had his hands on the, on the, on, on the canvas, <laughs> holding himself. So, but, you know, we didn't see that. Um, but, yeah, no. Um, and the fact that just in true veteran status it took a hell of a lot to put Iron Man away. Um 
until until just yeah, this this magic man just appeared, and it's it's amazing how people just appear at Mania in these big shows. You know, mm. you've got seventy eight thousand oh, people, but suddenly nobody sees this guy, but he just magically appears there. Um, Almost so. like they planned it or something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. So yeah, very interested to see what's happening with um. Damien Priest and Edge, because not only does it mean that sort of Edge is going to be this, this sort of evil mastermind, but yeah, even as a face, you knew that, that Damien Priest had this this darker side to him. So yeah, that's going to be interesting to see what comes out of there because Edge is incredibly um, creative. Um, so yeah, um, what not a yeah? You know, there's no one better to learn from, I don't think. Um, so, yeah, very excited about Damien Priest. I was having um, a chat with uh, Ronnie Rotten, who was one of the original hosts of the of PBNH, uh, and we were talking about <laughs> the new stable that they're forming with Edge, and yeah, going down the whole brood, like forming a new brood, and he was like, "Oh, I hope they bring Gangrel in," and I was like. That would be cool, but if you want to do something different, then you bring in someone new to the WWE. And I was the the only person that I could think of that would fit that stable that they're forming was James Mitchell. (laughs) James Mitchell. We've got a best. I'm pretty sure a best is still on the booking team or something like that backstage. Yeah. I was like, maybe if I just DM Abyss and be like, hey, you reckon they'd sign James Mitchell and team them up with Edge? Because that would be, like, amazing. Hmm. No, I think they'll probably try and keep Edge being the mouthpiece for a while. Yeah, I think that would work really, really well because the Edge character can take a step away from the, the action. Be the brains, yeah. be the, the the architect, so to speak. Um, and then you chuck a couple of guys in with them. Um, that's that's the other interesting thing is about who the hell is going to be joining this thing. Um, because yeah, um, heavy rumors about you know, Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, well, that would cool. be. Well, yeah, because he's finished up yeah. in NXT now, so that'd be cool. But yeah. I worry though the same thing like last time Champa and Gagano went up to the main roster, they were just too small. That was really the only thing that stopped them getting over is they were too small and couldn't just go out there and do their thing. And so you gotta worry yeah. that that'll happen as well. Yep, yep, but I guess I guess that's where the brains of of an edge and the the size of a priest would um would help. Um you know, if you want to try and deflect from those obvious um, things, but at the end of the day, that's that's yeah, you know, they're going to be in the ring sometimes, so you're going to kind of notice the size thing. You can't really hide that. If you can't talk, like you know, if you're an Omos and you can't talk, then you're sleeping with an MVP that covers that base. Um, yeah, the size thing's a bit harder to get around, um, but just all in the way you wrestle. So, and we know Chumper can can wrestle a little bit so it should be all right and there's a nice segue in this because the other argument to that is pete dunn sorry butch who's who's not 
Don't get me started with that, that one there, but we'll, we'll discuss that more when we get to that match. Well, that that's right now. <laughs> if you want to call yes, it a match, yeah. the segment. Yeah. Sheamus and Ridge Holland with Butch uh, defeating the New Day, uh, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. Awesome touch of that, and they're all coming out in big year gear. Yeah. Um, um, if anybody's listened to the New Day podcast, which they really need to start doing the new ones once, they've been doing reruns for the last six months. Bloody terrible. Um, um, but yeah, they said that basically that Kofi said he would never be seen dead in a single. Um, <laughs> but um, and Big E said, "Oh, I will get you into a single one day." because we were all going to come out wearing singlets one time. So it was his dream. So, you know, that was a nice little touch. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I hate what they've done with Pink Gun. I hate Butch. Um, I no, – no disrespect to the other wrestlers that were in the ring, but I'm sitting there going, the best freaking wrestlers on the outside – and what the hell are you doing with them? Uh, I don't know what they did. Like, Pete Dunn used to be quite massive. He's quite a big boy. He looks so small. I don't know if it's just the way he's dressed up now. Um, and, and especially when he, they came into the ring and he jumped up on the ring, the first thing he did was stick his fist up to his jaw. And I'm like, oh, yeah. don't do that. It's reminding me. <laughs> um, you know. I'm still in here. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, it's, it's it's just me. It's just I was just a Pete Dunne fan. Um, but no, I think I think what they're doing is is good. I can't wait for the day that Pete Dunne turns on them because I just want to see that Pete Dunne Sheamus match. Ooh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I haven't forgiven. They have a fella for, for the Big E incident, but no, just kidding. Um, <clears throat> especially when they played it back beforehand, I was like, well, oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't make a natural injury in a storyline. Um, but, you know, of course, i got to make explanations. Um, but, yeah, I just – it was just a match. Um, I kind of – I've always been a big Seamus fan as well, and, and it's, I hate how he gets these little little bits – you know, um, it's like when he was teaming with Cesaro and they were doing the bar thing. And, yeah, okay, they went to be champs and everything like that, but they could have done so much more with that. And never, they never seemed to pull the trigger with him, um, you know, as as well as they could. And, and I'm just worried they're going to do the same thing with Pete Dunne. Um, that's my little rant yeah. over and done with. It was but a minute apart, and 40 apart, seconds. Yeah. Like- yeah. Yeah. Out of everything, it was the shortest match at WrestleMania. Yeah, and and that's my problem. It's just, I know someone's got to have the shortest match. I know someone's got to have something like that. Um, but it's just, mm, I don't know. It's just me. Um, I don't think anybody came out looking awesome out of that one either. You know. Um, the new day sort of lost a bit of credibility being able to be, you know, yes, they're, okay, they're big monster guys that they're going against, hard hitters and bruises and everything like that. I get it. But this is the new day. Yeah. 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 yeah you've got one that's the current king of the ring. 
and one's the former WWE champion in a minute 40 seconds. Um, yeah. Just me. We're going against, uh, you know, uh, a former WWE UK <laughs> champ, um, multi, multi-time WWE champion and Sheamus. You know, so it's, yeah, that is what it is, I guess. Can't be happy with every match on the card. I'm, I'll, I'll defend the new day by saying that they were they were lacking the full power of positivity by not having Biggie with them. Well, that and the fact that it's actually frowned upon now to be positive. So, yeah, trust me, I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, following that match, we had the uh, Pat McAfee Austin Theory match, uh, which Pat McAfee won, which was cool. It was nice, nice. Mr. Yes. McMahon coming down and personally introducing Austin Theory. Yep, yep. Um, this was another match where I was very, very surprised. Um, yes, I knew McAfee was a, an athlete and I knew that he could do stuff, but didn't expect him to do half the stuff that he did. Um, the The jump up from the ring to the top rope, um, yeah, the yeah. complex that was cool. Yeah, yeah, um, yes, okay. Um, we know how the the illusion is done, the trick is done, but it's just still. You ain't seeing me doing that. Um, <laughs> um, and and just the fact that he, yeah, again, um, I, I put him in the celebrity class, you know, because he's not he's not a wrestler as such. Um, but he put the work in, man. He's obviously, I know he's wanted to do this and he wanted, you know, he keeps saying that from 27 when he retired from football, he, he wanted to be a wrestler and, and stuff like that. And the whole commentary stuff is, is, is his pathway to get into it. Um, yeah. And I'm just like, man, yeah, that he blew me away with the stuff he was doing, um, which was really, really cool. Um, Austin Ferry, I love that guy. I think that guy's absolutely amazing. Um yeah, and, and, and I think he's in a really, really good place, um, not just because he's been handpicked by the, the boss, but, you know, it, it's getting the, uh, you know, McMahon rub's not a not a bad thing, um, and, and it suits his character so well. Um, he's, you know, you've got you've got people like um, MJF who, who, who's a similar character, but... Yeah, Austin Fury is just, he's more a polished version, you know, um, which I, I'm really digging. Um, any any trained monkey can come out and abuse you and, and stuff like that. You see the MJF, you know, videos he puts up all the time of him and a, a, a fan thing, swearing and cursing, pointing fingers to kids and, and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, you're living the gimmick, this is cool. But, um, yeah, sometimes less is more. Um Absolutely love Austin Ferry's gear. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, might be seeing similar type designs at some stage. But anyway. <laughs> um, no, I, I was actually when uh, this was pro- this was probably up there with yeah, probably match of the night for me. Um, probably just because I wasn't expecting it to be so good, you know. Um, and that's above the edge match, and the edge match was awesome. So, yeah. 
Uh, it's, but there wasn't really a head. I was going to say, it's the moment that followed that was... I I started getting a bit excited and, <clears throat> to use the phrase, marked out a little bit. Uh, Mr. McMahon got up from his chair and after a bit of a discussion with, uh, Austin theory began to, uh, take his shirt and jacket off. So he's called out by McAvee. So, you know, you don't call out the The genetic jackhammer and get away with it. Um, he's got big, you know, he's got the grapefruits to back it up. So, you know, he did. That was um, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Again, this is what, to me, this is what manias should be. They should be nostalgia trips when needed. They should be exciting new new matches like we've had. Um, but as nice to have a bit of a tip of the cap and, and have a, a, a moment uh, to bring the fan out and all of us again. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, um you know, McAvee put up a fight, but he was well, he's worn out from the first match and, and you know, taking on a genetic jackhammer is not an easy task. So <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't get no, on the not. win. Um, but, you know, hey, it never hurts to put the boss over. Um, <laughs> That's the first time but, that Vince McMahon has won a match at WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. And, and very cool. I don't know if he's got many more in him. Uh, probably shouldn't have a lot more in him. Mm-hmm. Um, but damn, I still want to be. I want to be in that shape when I'm 76. So I've Fuck got a lot yeah. of time to work out and actually get that way. Um, but yeah, just to do it, you know, it, it, it's cool. Um, then, um, but to think about it, think about the the especially with the, the events that are going to happen in a in a second. You know, um, that moment. You imagine. Being backstage, going through the run sheet. Oh, this is happening. This is happening. This is happening. This is happening. You would just—I'm I'm sorry. I don't give a hell what type of professional wrestler you are. You're going to mark out at a moment like that. Uh, if you're 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 Pat getting given this run sheet, you're just going to freak. Um, and it shows. It shows that. Vince is obviously invested in you. WWE is obviously invested in you to put you in a spot like that. Um, and, yeah, I just think it was absolutely awesome because, yeah, it was just a really cool moment. And then, of course, you knew that that glass had to break. You knew that Vince McMahon in the ring, yeah, someone had to turn back up again, and he did. <coughs> um, I will give... Props for two things on this one here. Um, <laughs> the the best stunner cell I've seen in ages. Austin Theory. And the not and the not so best stunner cell I've seen in ages. Mr. McMahon. Um, <laughs> but I'm 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 on all seriousness. I'm going to give him credit for that because it's you know back in the day, his stunner cells were legendarily crap. But it takes a big man and a true professional to make them even worse. To make to make to go the extra mile to make what was already the worst stunner cell ever, and then to say, "Well, you think that's bad? I'm going to blow that out of the water." You know, yeah. literally, I hold my beer moment, and he did. 
I'm going to uh, outdo myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was, yeah, yeah. Um, again, you know, hell, the guy's 76 years old, mate. You know, no yeah. one is going to be in an Austin Ferry bump at 76 years old. And he's not a 76 year old that's been wrestling for hundreds of years and millions of matches under his belt. He's a, he's Vince McMahon for God's sakes. You know, he was always protected in all his matches. He never had massive big, you know, five star classic. Like his son, he'd do a couple of big bumps, but that was generally about it. Yeah. So it's like, how, you know, no one wanted to see Vince McMahon take the perfect bump. They probably didn't want to see that as well, but they got it, and and it's the moment. Um, Vince's last I, match I, would have I, been against Bret Hart at WrestleMania 26, so that's 12 years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, I, I, I don't know about you guys, but every time I see Vince McMahon, I kind of feel a little bit sad because, you know, you've got this, you've got this mental image of Vince, you know, the genetic jackhammer, you know, the... The St. Valentine's Day Massacre, Vince, you know, that's what you see. And then this this frail little old man comes out, and you're like, oh, poor Vince. And then he takes <laughs> his top off again. Like, Damn, there it is. Damn, there is. <laughs> okay, so he's lost a bit of size in the arms, but you tell me that that back isn't getting the workout because the girth on that fellow was huge, okay? Um, and again, breaking so, kayfabe, yeah. but like uh, Pat McAfee was saying how like Vince was sending him like workout vids at three, four in the morning. So like yeah. he's putting the work yeah. in. Yeah. No. And, and I think Vince always will. I think, I think probably his funeral is going to be delayed because he's going to be doing a workout. Uh, um, Most likely. Yeah. So, um, oh, yeah, for them, uh, you just got to look at it as it was. It was supposed to be a moment. Nostalgic pop, and it was man. You know, yeah. I think the one of the coolest thing was was McAvee after taking the stunner rolls to the outside. Um, forgot to mention that poor Byron Saxon got the bloody stunner the night before. That's a really cool moment. (laughs) Pat McAvee lying in front of their commentator's desk. The camera pans around to him, (laughs) and he's just sitting there chugging a beer. And I'm just like, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah, it's a cool. You know, um, every single one of us would have put our hands up to do that spot. So he pulled it off and he, he blew it out of the water. So, yeah. What Props I'm waiting there. for now is for Austin Theory to feud with Drew McIntyre. Then you got like the ultimate battle of the chosen ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, imagine what Austin Theory is going to be like when he gets kicked to the curb and comes back 12 years later. After doing the index. Big hairy chest wearing a skirt, carrying a sword. No, that's great. Growing up. Well, I'm actually actually waiting for, you know, well, next year, next year at Mania, it's got to be the battle of the undefeated streaks at Mania. McAvee versus Cole. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. (laughs) They're both undefeated at Mania, so and you know, McAvee's going to be saying that to Michael. So you, know, you never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's, I, don't, that's... I don't think you're going to see Michael Cole jump to the top rope though. Maybe depends how much money they give a man. Yeah, true. That's true. 
Uh, I mean, I don't care how old I get. You go, hey, man, I'm going to stick you a couple, like, million dollars over here if you just jump off this ladder onto these two poor fools. You're, I'm still going to be like, yeah. <laughs> Ray, you do that yeah. stuff for free now, man. I'm not going to pay you when you're older. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell people that, man. I tell people I get paid. I mean, what? <laughs> Hot dogs and handshakes. I give you twice what you get on PBNH, so you know you can't moan at that. What roadhead? Mm, I don't know, Jay. Sammy's bought me a lot of pies, a lot of bounty bars, given me a lot of roadhead. I'd say I get paid pretty well for PBNH. I, I gave you a, a a sparkly shirt. This is true. This is true. So we'll call it like a close race. 60-40, yeah. 60-40. We'll call it like a semi-even. Yeah. More than a semi. Ah, pia, pia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Always more than a semi when you're around, semi. Ah. Anyway, main event time, and I'm not talking about me. Oh, you were still on the air, right? <laughs> you bet, man. This is great, Sammy. This is these conversations that usually happen off the air where we just spout off all this crap and then we're like, oh, we should have been recording. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Finally broke me. Uh, So, yeah, main event, night two, Roman Reigns, Universal Champion with Paul Heyman, uh, defeated Brock Lesnar, the WWE Heavyweight Champion, uh, in a winner-take-all match. Yep. Yeah, yeah. This one, going into this one, I everyone is going, oh, you know Roman's going to win. And then you speak to the next person. They go, oh, you know Brock's going to win. Every time Brock's putting them in his face, he's going to win. Every time Roman gets put in, it's like, yeah. So what do you do when you put them against each other? You know, someone's going to win. Um, you know, it was, I didn't know. They made such a big deal out of Roman being five what's five five hundred five hundred and seventy one days or something like that as champ. They kept repeating it and stuff like that, and you know, and I'm just like, oh, here we go, you've jinxed it, you know. As soon as yeah. you start saying stuff like that, you know, it's like the like the usual, um, you know, whoever gets beaten down at the go home show is going to win the next match. Mm. <laughs> um, so I'm like, oh, okay, this this will be interesting. Um, but also it's Brock Lesnar, so like the, yeah. he's broken the streak. So there's that history yeah. of Brock, you know. Big match Brock, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I really, really love the way that Paul Hammond grabbed the microphone and announced Roman Reigns. Just to, okay? And then I, I, I did, I popped big time when, when – uh, yeah, Brock did Brock the same thing. <laughs> I forget his like, name, but the look on his face was just like, well, fun, then I'll just leave. Like, yeah. No, I was well, so cracked up with that with the whole, like, the whole time, Paul, like, from the moment Paul Heyman grabbed the microphone, even Brock Lesnar was standing across the ring, cracking up, laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Paul well, Heyman yeah, if if then gives him a smile and like, oh, keeps going. Yeah, well, if you if you let poor ring announce, uh, you know the ring announce, what are you going to do? Argue? Go, no, sir, that's my job. <laughs> Give it back. You know, no, you're just going to. Okay, I'm out. Yeah, no, I thought that was quite cool. Um, I, I also love the fact that when um, 
Brock cornered um, Paul Hammond. Um, Paul Hammond did the usual. I love you. I love you. Just, you know, <laughs> it was all Roman's idea. <laughs> I just love Paul Hammond when he's like that. Um, I saw, I don't know, probably about a month or two ago, there was um, Paul Heyman. It was on social media. Paul Heyman trying to scrap it out with one with of the fan. fans. Yeah, that, that, that popped me big time. Um, yeah. Uso's well, having to like pull him away. Or, yeah. 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 Um, oh, I just think, I just think Paul Heyman, he, he's, he's amazing what he does. Um, just his looks, you know, something about when, whether he's with Brock or whether he's with Roman, and he's always facing the hard cam with the belt over his shoulder. Almost his chin is on the on the, the canvas. And he's just got that Paul Hammond shit-eating grin on his face. <laughs> it's just, oh, absolutely love it, you know. Um, I, 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 don't, I, I was a bit on the fence with the whole Brock Lesnar cowboy thing. I didn't know how it was going to go, but I absolutely love it. Um. It, I don't think it would have worked for Brock earlier in his career, but I think because he's established that he's Brock Lesnar, he can now do this funny stuff and it's still legitimate, you know? Um, that's why when he came out and he was in his fight gear, it was like, yeah, that's cool. He didn't come out wearing a plaid shirt or a fucking cowboy hat or anything like that. He came time. out to fight. Um, and he even took his gloves off. Yeah, you know, when he... Yeah, right at the beginning, took his gloves off. I like Roman's reaction to that. Um, there was obviously some big hard hits in, in this match. Um, these guys sort of are a bit known for that. Um, yeah, I. It's honestly, it was one of these matches where you didn't know which way it was going to go, and I didn't really care because I was just enjoying the match. Um, I've either one would have won or would have been happy. Um, um, yeah, Brock with I mean um, Roman with his his arm afterwards was a bit of an icky moment for me um, for obvious reasons um, with sort of shoulder poppings and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah. No, when he when he got up after winning, um, and, and he. You just see the uncomfortable draping of the shoulder, um, which I'm sorry, anybody's dislocated their shoulder or done anything like that. You know, you can't not do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and everyone goes, you know, when he did the pop it back in on the rope thing, um, yeah, I was pick, um, a couple of people I was with saying, oh, that doesn't really happen. It's like, yeah, no. One of it. Yeah. Um, so I don't know whether it was real or not, but you see all the photos on on, on the socials afterwards with um, little circles around it, and they're sort of showing the bruising. Um, yeah, and they said there was a tricep tear and, and stuff like that. But um, the fact that when he won both belts, he le- legitimately couldn't lift that arm up, and he was you could see him straining. He had, his right arm was up straight away and then trying to lift that belt with the other one. I just knew that pain straight away. I knew what he was going through. Yeah. Um, but, you know, a lot like myself, he uh, dislocated his shoulder but still won the match. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, really digging the, the God mode stuff. Um, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Um, 
get rid of the whole needle mover bloody t-shirts, mate. Just start selling God mode ones. Um, they have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's just they're, they're bloody awesome. Um, I did see a cool t-shirt, the Bloodline t-shirt. You seen the one with? Um, it's got uh, Rikishi as champ, Yokozuna, Umanga, and the Usos and thing. That's um, on WWE. Went. Yeah, I'm buying one of those because it's a freaking cool shirt. All of them with the belts. Um, yeah, that's really really cool. Um, so yeah, no, I just I just, I just think that was a good match. Um, again, unlike the other matches we were saying before with um, the Charlotte and Ronda Rousey and stuff like that, both those guys came out better off. Both those guys are at the top, but they still came out better than they were, you know. There were always there was little spots in every every bit that was cool. Um, but yeah, that's my humble opinion. Gunman, please. Um, yeah, 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 no, no, I'm pretty much in agreement there. I had a few issues with it, similar to uh, like I said earlier with the Rousey versus Charlotte match, and that they had built it up with this incredible world-ending sort of main event, and I don't think it really lived up to that hype. But that's sort of the problem they've walked into multiple times when they do these unified title matches sort of things where none of them really live up to the hype around them. I think they tried. Again, I again like with Rousey versus Charlotte, I don't think it was the best match those two have had against each other. But for the most part, it was a good match. I don't think they should have gone longer. <laughs> like, nobody wants to see Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar going for 25 minutes, half an hour in the main event of WrestleMania. But, like, nah, you don't want to see that. They'll get gassed as. Brock Lesnar's already bright red in the face after, like, seven-minute matches. Yeah. That's we just didn't like... know anybody in the show. Like I said, earlier in the show, WrestleMania 1 was the better night, I reckon, all round. Mm. But, yeah, I'm perfectly... Uh, it's one of those things now we're no longer are we trained to go, yeah, WrestleMania was awesome. Now we're like, yeah, yeah, WrestleMania was pretty cool for WrestleMania. Yeah, 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 it was all right. It was the best of, like, recent years. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no. I I don't know whether it's just me being a jaded fan or whatever like that. It's just... It's just this 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 year made me feel like the fan again, and I don't know if it was because I got to watch it live for once. Because I normally, you know, out, watch the replay, you know, risking or... cats from trees and, and and stuff, you know, doing doing superhero stuff. Um, but to actually watch it, like like I say, I was feeling pretty damn crook those days. But both nights, by the end of it, I was sitting up trying to, you know. Feeling as, as good as I possibly could, um, you know. So it's, it was cool to have those moments again. It's very rare that you actually get to have them with wrestling, so it's nice to be able to do it. And to be honest, have to, to have WWE do it when the expectations have been so low with the WWE over the last year, few years, you know. Um, it's like even WWE stepped up. It wasn't just the celebrities. Like, yeah, yeah. The thing is, is that. At the end of the day, we know that the, the, the wrestlers that go in there are talented as hell, but they only do what they've been told to do, you know? They can only work with the storylines they've been given, and they can only work with the tools they've been given. And yeah. Hopefully, hopefully the WWE's seeing that, 
Um, and and maybe maybe all the years full of criticisms have been actually paying off. You know, maybe in a week's time we'll go, yep, they've gone back to where they were. I don't know. But for that moment, that mania moment, it was it was cool. <coughs> yeah. Especially after, especially after the rumble, because the rumble was a bit of a letdown for me. Um, I wasn't too impressed with the rumble. So I sort of went into mania thinking, oh, yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Yep. Um, yeah. So maybe maybe it's a perfect marketing strategy, you know. Um, you, you drop the bar so low, people have these expectations that you've got no, you know, no, there's no way but exceeding it. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, any hopes for WrestleMania 39? Yeah. Gun cabinet versus the bloodline. Ooh. Book it. Mm, that's right. We'll have all the tag team gold in New Zealand by then. Um, probably a handful of the, the heavyweight titles. Yeah, yeah, makes yeah. sense, makes sense. And the axe, we'll still have the axe, of course. Oh, so it would only be, it would only be the only real logical step after that is for us to go over and dominate Mania and beat the bloodline. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 that makes sense to me. Um, no, in all seriousness, I think, um, yeah, uh, they should probably look back at the mania that they've just had, um, do the big SWOT analysis thing and figure out their strengths, weaknesses, and, Opportunities and, and, and go and from there. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I, think, um, I think they got it right this time. Um, don't overthink it and just go with it, you know? Um, we all know that they'll have their their matches penciled in. They'll know the direction they want to go in. Um, and and don't don't save everything for mania. Um, let us have a few moments in between and stuff like that. So reasons to keep yeah. us watching. Yeah, I think that's the frustrating thing with the WWE is they when you count them out, they have a bloody brilliant show like this. And it's like, man, just do this all the time, you know. Yeah. Um, through very, very smaller scale, I know, but it's what we try to do at CPW. We try to, we we don't put all the, the best wrestlers and the best matches on one card. We try and space it. We try and just build from every very show. Build still a little bit moments and, and in between as well. It. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, I think just keep doing what they're doing. Um, yeah. Um, hopefully Roman doesn't have the title by then. Um, that'll be quite an impressive feat. If he uh, he's been new John Cena, bro. He's going to have the title basically forever. forever. Yeah. <laughs> then now. He the he's going to have a title till something like terrible happens to him, sadly. And then yeah. he'll get the title taken off him because they have to. Touching whether that yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. No, I'll just... Uh, so I'm just gonna watch WWE and just go by, go by, go me. Yeah, enjoy the ride. That's that's pretty much it. That's what wrestling should be, man. Don't sit there and critique it. Don't sit there and um, rebook the territory and say, "Oh, this was crap. This was grim." Just enjoy it as a fan, man. And that's oh what yeah. I'm 
I'll critique it, but that's something I feel like we just naturally do training to be wrestlers yeah. and everything like that as we pick stuff apart. But I'm very rarely am I in the like, nah, they should have booked this and should have booked this and should have <laughs> booked this. I'm often, uh, I'm not sure that was the right decision, but like, I'm not trying to rebook them there. They got billions of dollars involved in that sort of stuff. And yeah. I'm an adorably far more handsome than far more handsome than he should be scruffy dude with sexy pink tights like they have no reason to listen to me yeah yeah no and um no sorry to burst your bubble i don't really know if vince is listening to you but anyway um, not anymore they used to Robert. me and my friends Jesus. invented some moves in my backyard when i had my rickety wrestling ring out there many moons ago and multiple moves and combos and then like a few months later after we started doing them regularly in the backyard we noticed them appear on wwe and we're like these dicks watched our youtube video these somebody in that head office or somebody in that booking room is one of the 600 views that video got on youtube now these ideas that we had are on this yeah 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 yeah. yeah. i felt the same way about uh and hangman page doing the inverted tombstone thing like i made that in my friend's backyard Dude, hasn't kazarian been doing that for even way longer kazarian's been doing that for ages if he was doing it in the 90s i'll eat my hat okay i don't know if he was wrestling back then he's pretty no, old but probably not that hat. i want that hat yeah you can't need that one because like yeah I'm, I'm sure he was doing that in tna days because he used to call it the fade to black well, I was still doing it before he did, so somebody had a satellite up and was watching me do it in the backyard. So, just saying. Just Everybody's saying. got satellites up watching you in your backyard, Sammy. You don't leave the house much. So we're like, oh, it's happened! It's, it's, it's happened! That's true. I had to use the cover of Darkness to even sneak into the studio to record the system. Yeah, and then we have, like, there's, like, a whole racket of betting on Twitch on it, man. Like, <laughs> we're all, like, betting and figuring out. Oh, jeebus. We're all betting and figuring out, like, what you're going to do when you do go outside. Like, is he going to have a ciggy? Is he going to, like, look up and scowl at the sun? Like, mm. It's usually check the mailbox, put the bins out. Yeah, hardcore stuff. Have you ever even noticed, Jay, that it, like, shows, right? Once Sammy turns up for a show, he basically doesn't go outside. I mean, he goes out to have a ciggy, but he basically stands, like, just under the balcony on the edge there. Hmm. So he's still not quite fully outdoors. No, he's allergic to sunlight. I mean, by the time the show finishes, it's pitch black and dark. So, like, he's safe. Yeah, and he sprinkles into life. Yeah. 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 It is no secret that I'm more energized at night. It's just, I'm nocturnal. That's just what I do. I, too, am nocturnal. But for some reason, I prefer Piao Piao in the morning or during the day. An evening with Ray Gunn. Ray Fact 1017. There you go. We were talking about Fantasy Booking Mania next year. Um, And the reason I brought that up was because I had ideas. And then Jay mentioned about not saving everything for Mania. And I was like, well, he's got a point there. So basically what I want to see out of next year or, or sometime over the next 12 months, I want my Becky Ronda match. Just saying. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I was thinking about it, and when you said not 
doing everything at Mania. I was like, well, actually, they were supposed to do it at Survivor Series. So if they could do it this year, you know, finally give us yeah. the Becky Ronda match. One-on-one, no Charlotte. You see, that, that could have been that could have been the perfect solution. We were talking about the women's matches earlier today, early in this thing. That could have been the perfect solution. Switch them up. Belair versus Flair. Yep. X versus uh, Ronda. And that's what I thought they you were going to do. Phenomenal matches. Yeah, when Ronda but, won the Rumble, I was like, sweet, we're finally going to get, get the Becky match. And then they put her off with Charlotte again. I was like, that's not the Becky match. Mm. <sighs> They're just making me wait. Yeah. Just keep me coming back, buddy. But yeah, no. Um, I think, um, yeah. What was that? <laughs> Motorbike going past. Yes. It's, a, it's my uh, wife telling me it's been too long a podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> On that note. Taking the jet mobile out for a spin. As we're recording this, our show has been going for 10 minutes. Just just putting it out there. <laughs> so, uh, yes, we will end things there. Thank you if you have sat through and listened to our rundown of WrestleMania 38. Uh, what did you guys think of it? Sorry about Sammy, guys. Media? Sorry about Sammy. We'll, we'll sort them out sooner or later. Yeah. I think this is like the most professional I've been in ages. Yeah. Right. Again, like Shit I say, stuff. if you go into it, with a bar really, really low, your expectations are always exceeded, you know? And you have made zero attempts this evening to try and, like, correct my blatantly defiant and unethical behavior going on in the background whilst we're doing this podcast <laughs> slash radio show. I'm not bringing it up, so, yeah. I know you won't. That's why I'm doing it. He's a bad man. Uh, Raygun is a... Terrible uh, role model. There we go. It's like, what's what's the name of that thing? Anyway, uh, yes, join us again next week from 10 p.m. Uh, also repeats on Saturdays at 9 p.m. Uh, and yeah, let us know what you thought about Mania. Pew, pew. Pew, pew.